Welcome to the Victory Center's podcast, where we here at Victory Center uh, believe that God wants us to have a victorious life. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope that you're blessed by the word. God bless you. You couldn't earn it. Not only could you not earn it, we don't even deserve it. So let us pray this morning. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for your presence in our lives, God. We thank you that you are here with us, God, that you are controlling everything that we're doing, God. Heavenly Father, Lord, in this moment, God, we pray that you be the blessing that we need. Be the strength that we need, God. Be the overwhelming, reckless love, God, that when we don't even love ourselves, God, that we can count on your love to cover us, Heavenly. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every child, God, associated, God, under your name, God. Heavenly Father, Lord, for every parent, God, every marriage, God, every job, God, Lord, I pray right now that you're giving supernatural strength, God, that you're giving power, God, Lord, that problems are being solved, God, and stress is being relieved, God. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come to you, God, we ask that you speak to us today like never before, God. Give us a word that only you can today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. and amen. 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 Good morning. morning. Welcome. I am, for some reason, I'm razzled this morning. And I don't know what it is. It seems like every time God has a word that he wants to get out, confusion wants to knock on the door. But how many of you know, even in your own life, when things start to throw you off track, that means you're getting real close. You're getting real close to what God wants you to do. It seems like every time you get going good, something comes to knock you off course. But we're just going to pray this morning that God have his way and that distraction get out of the way. Amen? Amen. If you would, turn in your Bibles to John chapter 15 and verse 12. John 15 and verse 12 this morning. And when you have that verse, please say amen. John chapter 15 and verse 12. We're going to read from 12 down to 17 this morning. And it reads as follows. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you may go and bear fruit. 
fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in the name of the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Amen to the reading of God's word this morning. Amen. Heavenly Father, God, we humbly ask, God, that you sit me down and you stand up, God. Heavenly Father, Lord, speak through me only as you can, God. Give us a word this morning, God, a fresh rain of power, God. Lord, we just give you our lives right now for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Anybody catch that word this morning? Anybody catch that first Verse 12 where it says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. This morning, I want to use for a subject or a text, something you can take along with you. Give up to get up. Give up to get up. We're going we're gonna to get right into it. You're probably wondering, what are you talking about this morning, preacher? Jesus submits to us the command to love one another. We all know it. But how many of us really love one another? For the past few weeks, God has been giving us a lot of correction and a lot of instruction and a lot of self-improvement if you've been following. And this week, he continues in that same vein, give up to get up really doesn't even make sense if you think about the title give up to get up if you think about everything that you have you think about everything that God has given you if you had to give it up wouldn't that mean you go down wouldn't that mean that you wouldn't be what people expected of you wouldn't that mean that you would no longer be what some identify you as like you give up your rank or give up your job or the place that you live, would they still see you the same? But God humbly submits to us this morning that my command is this, is that you love each other as I have loved you. So preacher, what are we talking about? Dying is easier than laying down your life. The scripture says, verse 13, greater love has has no one than this, and to lay down one's life for one's friend. As a young man, I heard this scripture, and I always considered it that I had, that it was honorable to die for your friends, or that it was honorable to lose your life for someone else. I served 20 years in the military, kind of in the same thought, that it's honorable to serve your country. And if I so happen to not make it home, what I've done is one of the greatest commandments. Jesus spoke to me as I was preparing this sermon is that you're not completely wrong, but you're not completely right. You see, dying is easier than laying down your life. Where are you going, preacher? You can die and it's done. You, you can die and it's finished. You can die and that's a wrap. No more pain, no more sorrow. But that's not what Jesus is talking about today in the scripture. He's not talking about you dying. He says, greater love has no more than this, that you lay down your life. He didn't say that you die your life. He said that you lay it down. 
where you going today, preacher? I'm talking about laying down your life. We associate laying down our life with not existing anymore, that we get run over. But laying down your life really runs into what Jesus did for us. You see, Jesus could have came to earth and he could have just died. But that's not what he did. He laid his life down. He didn't get murdered. He didn't get killed. Jesus came and he knew his mission. He knew his perfect, his purpose. Nobody took Jesus' life. He laid it down. He freely gave it. No one snatched it from him. Nobody robbed him of it. Nobody took it from him. He gave it up. Many of us, we love our neighbors, but that love is kind of taken from us. We, we, feel, we feel obligated to love them. We feel obligated to treat them well. We feel obligated because we're Christians, we don't lay down our love. We just, you know, it, it kills us to love you. I, I shouldn't love you, but I'm a Christian. You ever heard that? You get on my nerves, but because I'm a Christian, I'm going to let you slide. Is that really what God wants us to do? To be tied to the rules of God? Or does he really want us to lay down our love for one another? Somebody said, preacher, where you headed? Well, I just want to talk a little bit about the cross this morning. You think about it. Jesus knew his mission. He knew what he was created for. He knew that he came down here to save us. He knew his purpose. Don't you think it would have been easier if he had just told the disciples at the Last Supper every single detail of what was going to happen? But he just told them that the hour is near. That I will be betrayed. And I'll be offered up. How many of you know that even in our lives, we have a purpose? We were born for a reason. And that reason carries with it a little bit of trouble. A little bit of sacrifice. A little bit of pain. And we don't always know the details. God, why don't you just give me the whole story? Think about it. If the disciples would have knew every detail, would they really believe? Would, they, would their faith really have been tested? Would they really have trusted God? You see, sometimes we want to know too much about what's going on in our lives. We want to have all the details, but if you have all the details, you can try to change the details. You can try to focus, well, I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. I'm going to make sure this doesn't happen. But God says, he says to us, your life is in my hands. I have a perfect plan for you. You can't control what's happening. On the cross, Jesus suffered. On the cross, they whipped him. On the cross, they nailed his hands. They nailed his feet, crown of thorns in his head. They mocked him. They laughed at him. And on the cross, he laid down his life. They may have think that they, they crucified him, that they killed him, but Jesus knew that he was going to give up his life for us, that he was paying the sacrifice. So what lessons can we take from the cross? What lessons can we take from the cross? What is Jesus telling us from the cross? He's telling us, cry out to God in your darkest hour. If you remember, even Jesus in fulfilling his mission, his purpose, cried out to his God. He cried out 
to the Father, Lord, if you would, take this cup from me. <laughs> can we do this another way, God? Can we, in your darkest hours, who do you call? Is it your spouse, your friend? Is it Facebook? Is it Twitter? Is it Instagram? Do you tell everybody else about your problems but God? Does everybody know about your pain but Jesus? In your darkest hour, God is always the closest. Remember to talk to him. Tell him all about it. He's the one that can deliver you. We can learn from the cross to cry out to God. We can learn from the cross today that love is always in need. And that we were created to love one another. And think about it. How hard was it for Jesus to stay on the cross as they mocked him? To stay on the cross as they whipped him and as they made fun of him and how much pain he was in? But love held him there. Y'all think it was the nails, but it, it's really because he loved us so much yeah. that he stayed there. Yeah, yeah. The, the lesson from the cross is that if we really love one another, that we could lay down our desires and wants for one another. We, could, we can be more compassionate towards one another. That love is always in need. He stayed there to save even those who made fun of him. He loved us. In pain, he loved us. While he was laying down his life, he loved us. He gave it all up for us. He loved. So if he can love we definitely can love. There's no nails in my hands. There's nobody whipping me. I'm telling you, if I can't love my neighbors, if I can't love y'all, then what good am I? Jesus has set the ultimate example. He loved. Hmm. We can take from the cross that Jesus forgives. I'm sure he had a whole lot that he can hold against somebody. He had a whole lot that he could not forgive for, but he forgave. Even as he was dying, agony and pain, he said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. They hung him high. They, you don't understand, they, they whipped him. He was, he was a man. He felt the pain, but he laid it down humbly, and he forgave. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but some of you are carrying unforgiveness in your heart right now. You've got grudges and pain that people did to you a long time ago and it's affecting who you are today. If you can just lay down and forgive, God can do amazing things in your life. Some of the things that you want to grow from, you can't grow it because there's still unforgiveness in your heart. There's still pain in your heart, but God's a healer of all things. We can learn from the cross today that it's it's good to forgive no matter how you feel. No matter what they did to you, you're still alive. They didn't kill you. You can forgive. Even if they're killing you right now, you can still forgive. Because it's the number one command that Jesus has given us. We can learn from the cross today to know that in God we always win. <laughs> that in God we always when even Jesus on the cross knew that ultimately this pain will end, this trial, this tribulation will win, that in the outcome is I will have all power. I don't know where you are in your life right now, what you're going through, but Jesus wanted me to tell you, you keep hanging with God. You keep walking with God. You will win today. 
knowing God that will always win. And finally, from the cross today, we can learn many watch Jesus as he laid down his life. You will be an example. If you thought that following Jesus just meant that you be a good Christian and, and you just be an example for people in a nice way, a nice, clean Christian way and there be no trials that will come your way, I'm sadly to tell you that you're mistaken. That serving God can get a little messy. It can get a little dirty. It can get a little painful that you will be an example for God. That no matter how good you try to be, they will throw dirt on your name. And no matter how good you turn out, and even if your intentions are right, sometimes they're going to flip it on you. You will be an example. Just know that they're going to try to tear you down. You keep walking with God, they're going to make up things about you. They're going to lie on you. Some people are going to betray you and leave you. Just get ready. But we can know that through it all, we win. Yeah. Through it all, we can forgive. Through it all, we can love. Amen. And we've done all we can do. Amen. When you're out of love and you're out of forgiveness and, and, and when you're tired and you, you feel like you're on your deathbed, you can cry out to your father. Yes. Yes. He will come and save you. Amen. Because the outcome is you win. Yes. He didn't die for nothing. The, the cross can give us many lessons this morning. I just want you to know that you're going to be an example, but the outcome is you win. Jesus, the greatest example. We've been talking about it. Let's just, let's just go over a few. He laid down his pride. Hmm. I know y'all thought I'd put something else up there, but he laid down his pride. You think about it. I'm a child of God. And I'm a sinful creature. I'm, I'm just his child. I'm not him. I'm not as good as him. But I can tell you this. We serve a God who's a jealous God. He don't want us to put no other God before him. That lets me know that I'm sure he's very proud of his children. Could you imagine how the father felt as his son was disrespected and how his son was treated down here on the earth that he created? But Jesus laid down his pride. If Jesus can do it, why can't we? Yes. I might be preaching to myself today because there's moments in my life where I get a little proud. I start to feel myself and I, I look back at what God has done, not me. And I start to feel like I did. I look back on the accomplishments and I start to feel like, oh, we I'm somebody. But I'm reminded that I'm just nobody without Jesus. I'm nobody without God. And really, if it had not been for him. I would be nothing. If he laid down his pride, that means you can do it too. Yeah. If you're suffering with pride issues today, take them to Jesus. He'll help you lay them down. If you're having problems in your relationship, check your pride. Problems at work, check your pride. Problems just seem to happen around you all the time, check your pride. Because ultimately, it is he who created us, not we ourselves. He laid down his power. <laughs> you think about it. He's the son of God. He wasn't lacking anything. He, 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 he didn't need anything from anybody. He came in love and he laid down 
his power. Now, I ain't got much power, but when I speak, things seem to happen around me, at least in my house. If I want water, it comes. The grass mode, it happens. I got a little bit of influence, some power. I go to work, I tell people to do stuff, it happens. And you can get caught up in your own power. If you are a child, if you are a parent, if you are a boss, if you are anything, you have a measure of power on this earth. Yeah. Some of us get caught up in our power. We start to think that the power is us. Yeah. But if Jesus could lay down his power, why do we have such a problem with power struggles? Yeah. We have to be right. We have to be revered. We have to be respected. But is it really true? The world teaches us that we must get ours. We must we must go after ours. We must achieve and succeed. But really, what is success without God? Mm, good. What is success? What is monetary things without the security of Jesus as the head of our life? Yes. You can get all that you want to get, but ultimately it will all pass away if you're not connected to the God who's Amen. the supplier. Amen. Don't get caught up on power today. Jesus laid down his respect. And for many of us, it's a big deal. We have to be respected. We must be revered. We Look, I don't go no place where they don't respect me. I don't talk to people who don't respect me. You got to recognize when I walk in the room when you have to show me a certain level of care. But they didn't give that to Jesus. He went to places where they didn't care who he was, what he did, and where he came from. He went to places where everything they did, he did, they made fun of. He laid down his respect every single day he was here. You think about it. He woke up on the earth knowing that he was the son of God. Knowing that he had a mission, 33 long years of a mission with no respect. Could you imagine as they beat him? At any moment, he could have just said, that's enough. Yeah. And, and, and paid them back for what they've done to him. But he didn't require respect. He laid it down. Many of us are called upon respect. We must be treated a certain way. But I'm trying to tell you that that's just not God's way. He laid down his will for the fathers. Somebody said, well... Jesus' will was the Father. Jesus was, he came down here a man, and although he was the Son of God, when it was cold, he was cold. Yeah. When it was hot, he was hot, and when he was hungry, he was hungry. Yeah. But we're talking about a man who fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Mm -hmm. You can only do that with the power of God. Mm -hmm. You're talking about a man who at the end of the fast got tempted by the devil. Mm -hmm. How many of us can resist the temptation of the devil without the power of God in our lives? Yeah. He laid down what he wanted, even what he thought he needed yeah. for the will of the Father. He did not sin. He did not fall. Jesus was the greatest example of who we should be. Yeah. He laid it all down. Now, preacher, where are, you, where are you going today? I just, just want to share with you. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, 
Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand throne of God. Y'all hear that word this morning? Simply says, let us throw off not some things, not just the things we don't want, not just the things we can't handle, but everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. Give it up to get up. Let yeah. me make it plain this morning. We walk through this life. We walk through this life so heavy. And I'm not talking about weight. I'm talking about what we carry. We walk through this life and we have so many things that people put on us. We have so many requirements and so many things we must meet. We as parents put so many requirements on our children. We as adults, we have so many requirements that life puts on us that if you don't have this, you ain't that. But how many of you know that the race is the one that Jesus has marked out for us? Yes. <laughs> they got us fooled into running their race when Jesus has a race for us. And that race is to love one another. Because if we can do that, they can see him. And that's what we were created for. Yes. Mm. Yes. We're so caught up on ourselves that we can't find the God that we need. Yes. Most of us spend a good portion of our lives carrying a bag. Most of us got backpacks and some of us got cool bags, but... This just happens to be mine. I like this bag. When I have to go somewhere, I put stuff in it. But most of us walk through life with a bag. We walk through life with a bag and God has a destination for us, but we can't quite make it to the destination because we're too heavy. Somebody said, preacher, I'm not carrying anything. I'm free as a bird. I'm telling you, you got something with you. You see... God wants you to take this bag off and give it all to him. But we do the opposite. We open it up to life. We open up the bag and we try to handle it on our own. We, we go, we, we got this bag and we, we, we first start off with just life. It's just, hey, this is my life and I'm going to do what I want to do. Got it. Right? When we do that, you know what follows that? Sin. Comes to fill us up. It's pretty heavy. We throw a little bit of that in there. Still good. I can still run a little bit. But then the other parts come. Loading us down. I need a career. I'm going to get after God. I got that. Get a career. You know what comes with careers? Stress. Yep. Uh. Hey, I got to measure up. I got to be with, 
you know, with the in crowd, I got to keep up with the Joneses and we find ourselves in, in debt, yeah. credit cards, mm-hmm. car notes, mm-hmm. houses too big for us to live in. Let me go and put that in the back. Talk to God about that. He'll tell me to give it up. No. Good. Yep. Marriage. I know some of y'all looking at me like, oh, what are you talking about, preacher? This is a blessing. But some of us put our marriage before we put God. Some of us think that if we can make our spouse happy, that God's happy with us. But don't you know that he gave you the spouse as a gift that you can't put the person before the God who made the spouse? And some of us will listen to the spouse before we listen to the word. And so we don't, you know, we just put that in the bag. Keep moving it. Now I can walk, but I'll be winded. Running, it's a little tough. But this is how we do. We this is my Instagram account. This is all my friends. This is God. I got this. I'm good. Yeah. I got this. I can hang with this. Get us some more. Children. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Try doing that without God. <laughs> Try raising them without following the word. We got so many parents out there thinking they're doing it right. They're reading all the books, but they're not reading the Bible. Yeah. I got this, God. I went to a seminar. I read a book about parenting, potty training. I got this, Jesus. Got it. All the time is getting heavy. It's getting tighter on us. It's like, oh my goodness. But We'll turn the scripture around so we can keep carrying our bag. Mm-hmm. I can do all things through Christ who mm-hmm. give me strength. I can carry this bag. I can carry this load. He said he would never leave me or forsake me, but he didn't tell you to put it in the bag and try to handle it on your own. Oh, that's good. God wants you to be free today. He died so you can have freedom. He didn't say that you need to carry this weight. As we start carrying it, we spend years of our life carrying it. You know what that issue comes down to? Problems. All kind of problems. Back problems, health problems, marital problems, problems with your kids. Just put them in the bag. And eventually, we spend our life, and our life is overflowing with just stuff that God never meant for us to carry. I don't know who I'm talking to today, and I feel like I'm talking to myself because... I spent a lot of years walking around with this bag thinking I was a good Christian, thinking I was a Christian that God could use, but I was too tired. I was too worn out because I'm trying to do it on my own. I'm praying that God help me, but I can't give it to him. God help me, but help me, but I'm good. I got it. I won't give it to you. I'll pray about it, but I won't leave it there. I'll pick it up when I'm done. I'm going to keep moving. How could God use you when you're so heavy. You can't even run for him. If he tells you to move this way, you're winded when you get there. And God designed you to be free. God designed you to not carry this. God designed you to give this to him. I'm saying to you today, lay it down. Lay it down so you can get up. Lay it down so you can be everything that he called you to be. Lay it down. Give it up. Quit trying to do it on your own. Quit praying about stuff that you won't let him have. God, you can have his problem back. I don't want it. God, you can have these kids. I know they got my last name, but I... You can have them back. 
God. You took the kids, so you can definitely have the stress, God. You can have that back, God. And ultimately, you dig in the bag and you say, you know what, God, the sin, these problems, God, these everything, the career, the debt, every God, take the bag. And most of all, God, take my life. Amen. I don't want to have it anymore. I don't want to call this my life. I want it to be your life. Lay it down. We spend so much of our time carrying weight that we were never designed to carry. Today is the day for you to give every single thing you're carrying back to God. This is what he wants you to know. He wants you to know, are you living up or living down to God's great commandment? He commands us to love each other. You can't do that carrying all that weight. You can't do that carrying all that pride, all that I must be respected. Lay it down. The question is, how you living? Is he pleased with what you got going on? Or is it just a facade? Love each other. Think about what that looks like. That means less of me, more of him. Less of that, more of him. What an amazing blessing it is when you really give it to God and you don't worry no more. It doesn't, that doesn't mean things won't spook you or things won't trouble you. That just means when they do, you give it to God. You don't put it in the bag. You don't try to hide it and be ashamed of it, lock it away. You give it to God. You expose it to the light so he can fix it and make it right. Love each other. It's holding you back today. What is it? What's keeping you locked down? What's in your bag today? Is it your way? Many of us suffer with this. It got to be done the way I want. If you sweeping the floor, you got to do it the way I say if, if you getting the groceries, got to be my way. Is that holding you back from loving other people? Because we tend to only love people who will conform to my way. Let's just be honest. If you can't do it my way, you got to go. But God is a creative God. He created us to do things in all kinds of ways. Let go of your way. Is it your pride? We talked about this. Just lay it aside. Just give it up. It doesn't matter because you can gain the whole world, lose your soul, you still be held back. It's your respect. You don't need it. What does it profit you to get respect? They didn't respect your father. And he's everything. Not a requirement. Is it your sin? Could be. The things that we locked away, the things we haven't admitted, the things we haven't forgiven ourselves for. God's just waiting to forgive you for them. I know what they say about you. I know if they posted it on the blog, you'd be embarrassed. No need. We're all sinners. We all have fallen. And what you've done is not so bad that he won't forgive you. There's nothing you can do that God's blood won't cover. His forgiveness won't forgive you for it. I'm telling you today, your sin doesn't have to hold you back anymore. Yes. <laughs> Is it you? Some of us got to let go of us mm-hmm. to let God take control. Mm-hmm. 
Here's a couple more. It's funny because the top four are all the bottom. The things that God has given us to bless our lives can become a curse if you don't give it to God. Yeah, that's true. You work in a job, he gave you the job. If you don't give him every bit of that job, you'll carry the stress home with you. Mm. It'll kill you if you let it. Mm -hmm. And when God tells you to move, you won't let go because now the job has become the God. I'm just oh, talking a little bit. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. It's his blessings. My marriage, he gave you a spouse. That spouse will drive you crazy if you put him in the bag. Give him to God. Because when you give him to God, you realize that God created them for you. He didn't create them to be yours. Come on. That's good. Say that one more time. God created them for you. He didn't create them yours. They still belong to God. You see, when I get a shirt, I iron it. I hang it up in the closet. I treat it the way I want it to be treated, and the shirt does what I want it to do. If it doesn't, I get rid of it. Sometimes we treat our relationships you only, look, I only like you if you do what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. But that's not what God said. He said, I gave you a helpmate, and I gave you someone to partner with. So that means there's different points of views and different ways to do things. And if there's one person that has to have it their way, all of a sudden we got problems. Yeah. But if we lay down our life, we can love one another. Mm -hmm. If you're having a problem loving, just ask yourself, are you laying down or are you standing up? My children, it's a tough one for me. Because I love them kiddos. But man, I got to learn to give them to God. Yeah. My expectations, my requirements, my, my, my dreams and ambitions for them may not be God's dreams and ambitions. Yeah. I may want to save them from every rocky road, every danger. I never want anything to hurt them, but... That's not really what God has planned for them. If he let me go through it and save me from it, that means they may feel some pain and danger too in their yeah. life. But i got to realize he's the ultimate father who yes. takes care of us. Yes, yes. we got to give our children back to God. And number one, my debt can be good, bad, and different. Money is important. But God's the maker of all things. Yes. I know people right now who are suffering, they dream, they can't sleep well, they, everything they talk about is how much they owe. They won't even, when they should be enjoying themselves, all they're worrying about is, is something that they'll never be able to control. Yeah. Long time ago, God spoke this into my spirit. We got a lot of Christians out there, both people who believe in God and people who just don't believe in God. They want to teach you to be debt free and have freedom. And trust me. You can be debt free and still locked That's up right. in slavery. Yeah. You can be, you can owe nobody and still owe everybody. That's right. Mm -hmm. Because you'll never own the light company or the water company or <laughs> the taxes. You'll always owe somebody, but guess what? I owe it all to God, so I'm rich. Yeah. Yeah. I'm full up. Yeah. Everything I have, He gave to me. So if you try to come and get it, you gotta talk to Him. Yeah. He's the one providing for me, and that's the way I see it. That's the way I believe it. So I don't have to worry. I'm not telling you to be reckless. I'm telling you to be connected to the master. I'm not telling you that you just go out and fill your credit cards up and don't pay the bill. I'm telling you 
that if it's for you, there's no devil in hell that can take it away from you. When you do it God's way, you don't have to worry about anybody taking it from you. My blessings. Don't let the blessings of God hold you back from doing what he commanded you to do. He commanded you to love, to lay it down. You can give it up to get up. I'm going to go and leave you with this one. When you lay it down, you, when you lay down you, don't try to lay down your kids or your spouse or your co-workers. I'm going to pray that you lay down. Lay down yourself. When you lay down you, this is what happens. You can get up in Jesus. Mm, amen. If you can lay yourself aside, then God can get up in you. And that's the greatest anointing and power you can ever have because you see and feel things differently. Your wants are his wants, and you really want the best for his people. You can see people in a different light, and you don't get offended so easily. You don't get mad so easy, and you can walk through this earth, and when things trouble other people, you can know I've laid it down already. I can keep the smile on my face. I don't have to be disgusted or busted. I don't have to be troubled. I don't have to be worried because God is in complete control of my life. I can get up in him. Amen. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, the question is, will you get up you or will you get up in Jesus? Mm. When you start your day tomorrow, will your day be focused on him? Will it be focused on your agenda and everything you have to get done? Yeah. Here's the truth. Only what you do for God will last. Mm. And no matter who you are, every knee will bow and all tongues shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so today is a good day for you to die to yourself, put the bag down, and lay down your life because Jesus has called you to love one another. Amen. Preacher, what do you want me to remember from this? If you don't remember nothing else, just look at this. God is saying to some of us, he's saying to some of us, trust me. Some of us are saying, God, I, I, I like who I am. I like what I got. I like, and he's saying, what you have is so small according to what I want to do with you. Who you are right now is so miniature according to what I want to do in your life. Who, what you have right now is just so minor. Compared to what I want to give you, mm -hmm. just lay it down. Yeah. Give it to me and just watch what I do in your life. If this is you today and it's me, so as I pray this prayer, know that it's me. Because mm -hmm. I'm not quite there. He's still working on me. If this is you today, I just want you to close your eyes. Forget who's around you right now. Submit yourself to God in this moment. And as we pray, we're going to pray that God deliver us from the bad. That he deliver us from everything that we're carrying. That he deliver us from all the troubles that we're having. And from all the things that we're carrying that we should give over to him. If you got anything in your life that you need to give God, this is your moment. This is your time. This is your season for change. Right now, you can let it go and let God. Right now, in this moment. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I pray that you help us to give you everything that we're carrying, God. Mm -hmm. 
Help us to find our freedom and our joy in you, God. Help us to not look to others for blessings, but to look to you, God. Heavenly Father, help us to love one another. And we're not talking about that surface love, smile in your face, turn around and talk about you, God. We're talking about the kind of love that hits them to their core, the kind of love that makes someone come crying, what must I do to be saved? Who is this Jesus that you're walking with? The kind of love that changes this world. Heavenly Father, Lord, make us the people you use to spread your love throughout this world. Heavenly Father, Lord, we submit to you, God, every sin that we've ever committed. We ask for your forgiveness right now in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, Lord, we submit to you, God, all of our worries and our troubles. Take them from us, God. We give them to you. And when we get scared and when we get afraid and when trouble knocks on our door, God, help us to give it to you and not keep it. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. Our prayer is that this word blesses you. Subscribe to our podcast and like us on Facebook and Instagram.